Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you listening tonight. We've got, um, I just preempted T.W. Barnes on Holy Ghost Radio. Somebody said, good to have the Shulers listening tonight. Good to have the Sharts listening. The Shulers are up in Grafton. The Sharts are over in Fargo. We've got Tim listening in North Carolina. Brother Rose in Sterling, Kentucky listening tonight. If you want to be part of this broadcast, text me 701 701- Two nine zero seven eight six two. If you're listening, the uh, we've got some we've got um, Dr. Ramsey listening tonight, and his family. The mayor of Leffer is tuned in. The um, and uh, Dr. Ramsey said his girls are crazy. So does that include your wife too? Is she crazy? But uh, we've got. If you want to text me tonight, seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got the Frost family in St. Cloud just tuned in. 
So just um, want everybody to tune in tonight. We've got, uh, of course, this broadcast is coming live from a AM station in Dickinson, North Dakota. And I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, so that's our target audience. And But we're glad for all the rest of you tuning in on Holy Ghost Radio and also on KDIX's website. And so it's always fun for me. If you are listening tonight, text me 701-290-7862. You can be part of the program tonight by also texting your questions and your comments to that same text number. Well, I'm going to start the, I uh, brought my guitar in the studio and I'll just start with a little song. I got Abe running the controls tonight and I don't, I don't know if he has a song ready for us or not. He doesn't have his favorite guitar with, but I, he could probably make this one work too. But, but this song just is an old Lance Appleton song. I'll sing it for you. In these last days that we're living in, many people have been blessed by the gift of God's Holy Spirit. But you know they don't like holiness. They want to keep their long hair and their beer, their mini skirts and their TVs too. But it takes a lot more than just talking in tongues to do what God wants you to do. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out. There's no room to leave for doubt. Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Well, some people, they get the Holy Ghost and they think that is enough. They want no part. Of that one God's stuff Well they'll baptize you in the titles And they'll tell you you're all set But if you don't go down in Jesus' name friend You're just getting wet Got to be in the ship with the master sailor If you want to make it through life's stormy sea There's no room for middle of the road Christianity Got to be in the ship or out Well there's no room to leave for doubt Just say now if I do this Will Jesus smile on me Well there's no room to compromise With Satan and his lies This world can't satisfy you anymore Don't need its amusement styles or dress to bring you happiness Come out from among them Be ye separate Sayeth the Lord Got to be in the ship With the master sailor If you want to make it Through life's stormy sea There's no room For middle of the road Christianity Got to be in the ship or out There's no room To leave for doubt Just say now If I do this Jesus smile on me Well say if I do this Will Jesus smile on me Gotta be in the ship with the master sailor We've got uh, had a great service in our church here in Dickinson at the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Had had a bunch of new people again and uh, had a good meal after church. The first Sunday of the month we do that. And so um, we uh, just were excited about what God did in our service today. And um, just neat to see people from our jail ministry showing up. People that have got out, they didn't break out of jail, but they've been released coming to coming to our church. We're excited about that. We, um, we've got other people texting tonight. Sister Yvonne down in Bowman is texting. Good to have her listening tonight. And, um, just the, the brother and sister Gubrud are listening. Uh, we've got Casey listening out in, in the far flung area of South Hart. Brother Johnson down in Mesa, Arizona. The uh, Vallejos are listening down in Texas. Zach and Leah are listening in, with the kids out in that Fargo area. Good to have all of you. Listening tonight, glad that you are. Again, I'm going to get right into this, but just to text me, 701-290-7862. Now, I want to, I want to start off with a verse, and then I'm going to tell you a little story 
But uh, this verse is in Jeremiah 6.16. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. And so in Jeremiah it says that we need to look for the old ways. Now this isn't talking about necessarily uh, that we want to go back to outhouses and horse and buggy. It's not saying that. But when it comes to God, we want the old paths. We want the original uh, truths of God. And and I'm just going to tell you a little story. A few weeks ago, uh, we, my wife and I, uh, my wife grew up Catholic in Bismarck, and she was born back when the Catholic Mass was still done in Latin. And I heard there was a Catholic church in in Dickinson that still did the Catholic Mass in Latin. And so I got this idea that I wanted to go there. Now, they have church on Sundays, and so do we, so I couldn't go on Sundays. But I got this idea. I bet they've got church on Christmas morning, and there's a brand-new church, a brand-new building in Dickinson. It's a beautiful building that was just built here a short time ago. And I heard it was these people, these Catholic, these old-fashioned Catholic people that still do the Mass in Latin. And sure enough, I did a little, I I pulled in their parking lot the Sunday before Christmas, and I hollered at a lady that was going into the church building. I said, do you guys have church on Christmas morning? Our church did not have, our Pentecostal church did not meet on Christmas morning. And she said, we do at 11 o'clock. So at 11 o'clock Christmas morning, my wife and I went to this old-fashioned Catholic church here in Dickinson. And sure enough, they did the Mass in Latin, like they used to do. Now let me explain to you what's going on here and why I'm telling you this story, and we're going to get into this in just a little bit. But in 1962, the Catholic Church had a series of meetings. They went from 1962 to 1965, and it was called Vatican II. And Vatican II was a they the second Vatican Council, Vatican II, was the uh, 21st Ecumenical Council of the Roman Catholic Church. And it was announced by um, Pope John XXIII. And and he wanted to make some changes in the Catholic Church. And and one of the changes that they decided to make in Vatican II was that the Mass, as I understand it, would be, the Catholic Mass would be presented in the language of whoever was living there. And so that was one of the changes that happened in Vatican II, the Second Council, the Second Vatican Council. But there were Catholic people, at least some some Catholic people, that didn't like that. And so they decided, we're not going to go along with Vatican II. We're not going to go along with it. And so they decided they were going to have their own priests and their own church, and they were going to still go back to the old ways, the old paths, the old Catholic paths. And that's what they did. And they kept having the Mass in Latin. Now, um, I, my question today, and my, my radio broadcast today is, was going back to Vatican I old enough? When Vatican II changed the Catholic Church, and there were people that were upset about it, was going back to Vatican I enough? We we know that, and and you that are listening on Holy Ghost Radio or other parts of the country, I want you to know that that Dickinson is a is a city that has four, uh, four, one, two, yeah, three four large Catholic churches in it. The predominant denomination in Dickinson is Catholic. And and so uh, this is when we moved to Dickinson to start the church 31 years ago, uh, we were, you know, I mean, this, this is the city. A lot of fine Catholic people live here in Dickinson. And 
And so what I'm about to say and what I'm going to teach tonight is not to slam Catholic people. It's not. That is not my intention. But my intention is to use this idea that when the Catholic Church changed in, from 1962 to 1965, and there were several changes, and you can research this if you want to, or you even talk to a Catholic priest, they, one of the reasons they did this was to try to bring non-Catholic Christians back into the Catholic Church. That was one of the reasons for Vatican II. In fact, at Vatican II, they even had non-Catholic ministers there. Um, but they couldn't vote, but they were there and, and actually could even give input. Now, I when I went to this Catholic church that rejected Vatican II, it, it really made me think about some stuff. And here's what it made me think about. Number one, that God never changes. Like, the scripture doesn't ever change. We know by the scripture that God never changes his mind. And truth does not change. Truth is not subjective or subject to current ideas, current culture. Uh, truth, it doesn't make any difference what um, the current ideas are. Truth is not subject to that. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. God doesn't change. He doesn't change his mind about things. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And then he goes on in verse 9 of Hebrews 13, Be not carried about with different or diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Now I know what Peter's ta- or <clears throat> I know what the writer of Hebrews is talking about here, but let me just tell you this: that Jesus has never changed. God has never changed. What He thinks has never changed, and the Word of God has never changed. First Peter chapter one and verse twenty-four. So for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Tonight, in this radio broadcast, we're not going back to Vatican II. We're not going to go back to Vatican I. Vatican I, I think, happened in in 1869 through 1870. That was Vatican I. We're not going back to the Third Council of Constantinople, Constantinople that happened in the years 680 and 681. We're not going to go back to the Second Council of Constantinople, which happened in the year 553, or the Council of the Chalcedon, which happened in the year 451, or the Council of Ephesus, which happened in the year 431, or the Council of Constantinople, the First Council of Constantinople that happened in the year 381. Or the Council of Nicaea, which happened in the year 325. Tonight, we want to go back to the original church that was set up by Jesus himself. We have the Apostles' writings. And we're going to go back tonight in this radio show, past the Council of of Nicaea, and we're going to go look at what the early church believed and what we need to believe today. Text me, 701-290-7862. Hey 
sometimes do are just not right. The good I want to do, I don't. The wrong I end up doing, and it seems there is just no end inside. So I'll try just a little harder every day to please you. Try a little harder every day to be like you. In Jesus, at times I walk along. I wonder where you are. Have I wandered far from home? At times I feel forsaken. song got a great cd out there we've been playing it occasionally good to have jared and his family listening tonight hey is adam listening too hey adam are you listening to the radio tonight uh, i have lunch with adam every once in a while he's his dad's helper and uh we've got justin listening tonight good to have him listening we've got brother jones listening tonight and he said brother gray is listening tonight too i mentioned casey but i didn't mention jackson good to have jackson listening tonight too Okay, we're we're on the we're talking about the title of this is Vatican II. And it won't that title won't make any sense unless you heard the first part of what I said, but but anyway, we're we're gonna move on from there. I'm talking about tonight that God doesn't change, his truth doesn't change, and man has no right to change the word of God. Many of you I know a lady right now, she's not I'm sure she's not listening, but she believes a lot of, she believes I believe a lot of things I don't believe because of a lot of religion out there that believes something. I don't believe the Council of Nicaea. I don't believe the council, any first, second, or third council of Constantinople. I want to go back directly to the Scripture. One of the very interesting things in the Scripture is in John chapter 17. Jesus, in John chapter 17, in his famous prayer, for his disciples. John chapter 17 and verse 20. Jesus is praying. He's praying to the Father. He's praying for his 12 disciples that are around him. And this is what he said in verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. You guys, that's us. Jesus said, I'm not praying for these 12 disciples alone, but I'm also praying on those that will believe on me through their word. The New Testament is the words of the disciples. That's what it is. Even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the words of the disciples. You say, no, those are Jesus' words. They're in red. Jesus didn't write them down, you guys, but his disciples did. 
And Jesus' specific prayer in John chapter 17, 20, he said, I'm not praying, Father, for just these 12, but I'm praying for Pastor Bob and Abe and Brother Jones and Brother Schuler. I'm praying for I'm praying for Brother and Sister Gubrud tonight. That's what Jesus was saying. I'm praying for those that believe on me through the disciples' word. And in verse 21, it tells us what Jesus was praying. He said, That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. I want you to think about this. Verse 21 uh, in about just a few years ago, became alive to me because I thought, I, I misread this. I didn't understand this. I thought Jesus was praying for his Christian disciples across the world to become one, to believe the same thing. And that's okay, but that's not what he was saying. What Jesus specifically was saying was, Father, I want the disciples like Pastor Bob and Abe and and um, these ones that believe on me through the disciples' word, I want them to be one with the disciples. Jesus' prayer was that we would believe and live the same truths that his 12 apostles lived. That's why we don't need church history. That's why any of these teachings that are outside of the Scripture, we don't want them. We reject them. They were additions to the original. Jude said it in verse 3 of Jude 3. He said, Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. See, Jude said we've got to fight for the original faith. That's what we've got to do. And that's why, um, you know, even though I understand by visiting this old-fashioned Catholic church, I understand what they were saying, that we don't think God ever changed his mind, and if it was like this for Hundreds of years, we think it should stay like this. That's what these people in this other Catholic church believe. This, If I could call it this old-fashioned Catholic church. But I'm talking about getting more old-fashioned than that. I'm talking about going back to the Bible. You know what? Some of you listening to me out there have rejected Christianity because you've not seen the real thing. You've seen the religion. But you haven't seen the faith that was once delivered to the saints that Jude was talking about. He said that it was the common salvation. They all believed it. He said we need to earnestly fight, contend for this faith that was once delivered to the saints. You know, I've got a lot here, and I so I I don't know if we're going to be playing a lot of music tonight. Uh, Abe might play some. Um, I don't know. He might not either. He can't think of a song to go along with this today. But the. Um, uh, you know, I I, I want to just kind of just keep going into this. And, and here again, you know, a lot of times in this broadcast, I bring in current events and all kinds of other stuff. Well, tonight it probably won't be that way. And here again, I'm not trying to be offensive to you. But to say that our church is 1,700 years old because we go back to the Council of Nicaea, it doesn't mean anything to me. Because I want to go back to the counsel of Jesus Christ, to the Bible itself. Abe's holding this beautiful Bible in his hand right now. Is that that one you ordered for your family Bible? Uh, anyway, it's a really nice-looking Bible. And, um, and you know, that's what I believe the Word of God is. Let me turn your Scripture attention to 2 Corinthians 11, verses 3 and 4. Paul was writing to the Corinthians about some teachings that were creeping in to the Corinthian church, the church that was at Corinth. And this is what he said to him. He said, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, 
So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So Paul was saying that, I'm afraid because you guys could be tricked. He was saying that there's a simplicity in Christ, and it is simple. The New Testament is written on an eighth grade level. Anybody can understand it. You don't need, you don't need Pastor Bob to tell you how to be saved. You can actually open up your Bible, start in the Gospel of Matthew, and just start reading. Because it's right there. You don't need a, a counsel to tell you what it says. It, it's right there. But in verse 4 of 2 Corinthians 11, he said, For he that cometh, for these preachers, these people that are trying to trick you, that are coming, they preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. In other words, he was saying, you guys would believe anybody. So there were three things that he told these people in Corinth. He said, you guys are are hearing about another Jesus, you're hearing about another spirit, and you're hearing about another gospel. And I want to tell you, I want to emphasize this tonight, that the Jesus of the New Testament is the same Jesus today. Like people have tried to turn Jesus into a second person in the Trinity. Well, first of all, the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. That word is not found in your Bible. It's not even there. If it's so important, why it's, why it's not even found in the Bible? And the idea that God is three separate and distinct persons, that's not found in the Scripture anywhere. I'll tell you what is found in the Scripture. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then also in 2 Corinthians 8 and 6, For unto us there is but one God, even the Father. There's only one God. And that God, that Father, was in Christ. The Spirit that was in Jesus was the Father. When he walked on this earth, he would say things uh, as a man sometimes, and he would say things as the Father. Because the Spirit that was in him was the Father. And so we have people preaching another Jesus now. Jesus isn't a second person in a trinity, you guys. Jesus is God, the Father, manifest in a visible image. That's who he is. The Bible says that God, the Father, is a spirit. You can't even see a spirit. God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are the same. And Jesus is the visible image of this invisible Father, the Spirit. That's why the Bible says in heaven there's only one throne and one seated on the throne. In heaven, God's not going to be playing musical chairs with himself. But Jesus Christ will be seated on that throne in heaven. You see, we need to get back. We don't want to preach another Jesus. And we don't want to preach another spirit. It says that, he said, I'm, I'm worried about you guys because you're receiving another Jesus. You're re- receiving another spirit. The spirit in the New Testament, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, was evidenced on the day of Pentecost and out throughout the book of Acts. The Bible said they spoke with a language they didn't know. That was the evidence that they received the Holy Spirit. Now we've got another spirit. They say, well, when you're confirmed at confirmation, you receive the Holy Spirit. Where's that in the Bible? You see, God has never changed. We need to go back farther than Vatican II. We need to go back farther than Vatican I. You know, um, and then it says another gospel. And that's what I want to spend the rest of the broadcast talking about. Is it possible that we've, our society, much of Christianity, has been tricked into believing that there's another gospel? Different than the original. 
Paul said it this way in Galatians chapter 1, 6. He said, I marvel. He told these people, these Galatian people, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there is some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So there were people trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. And then he said this in verse 8, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than what that you have received, let him be accursed. Paul said it twice for emphasis, but he was saying if we come back and preach a different gospel, listen, the Apostle Paul was saying right here, that's why I reject the Book of Mormon. I've had, I had, I've had Mormon missionaries at my door saying, do you believe God can still speak to people today? I said, absolutely. They said, or they, they started out like this. Do you believe God can speak to people? I go, yes. Do you believe God uh, can speak to people today? I said, yes. They said, do you believe God spoke to Joseph Smith? I said, no. They go, why? Because what he said in his book is not what Paul said in his book. And Paul said, when he said it, if I come back, even the Apostle Paul, if he would have come back saying something different, he said, don't believe me. And he said, if an angel from heaven comes and tells you something different, don't believe him. He said, he said, don't, there's only one gospel. That's why in Second John, verses 9 and 11, it says, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there comes any unto you and bring not this doctrine, this is the doctrine of Christ, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. After this next song, I'm going to tell you what the doctrine of Christ is that Second John 9 and 11, because it's spelled out specifically in the Bible.
song called in jesus name thank you for your communication tonight uh we i just got a, a text from the team that goes out to the women's prison we had 28 women in in both services out there that sounds good um, we had a great service this morning early this morning a man named tim and i go up to the county jail every sunday morning we had a good service a lot of people there um people Somebody texted me about that song we played by Brother Farron. His name is Bill Farron. I don't have his website, really. I should have that written down. We need Abe make a note of that. We need to get his website. And then I got a text here saying that Abe's going to have to sing no matter if it goes along with it or not. So we'll, I don't know what we'll do about that. We'd have to figure out something. All right, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. We're talking about going back to the original gospel. We're not going back some council in 325 A.D. Uh, People say, well, don't you think those people would have known closer what the Bible meant back then? No. Just depends on which people you talk to, just like today. What would you, if you, a hundred years from now, if you went back and said, in the year 2020, what did Christians believe? (laughs) Well, it depends on who you would talk to. It depends on whose book you would read. This, if you're building your teaching or your doctrine on that you are on shaky shaky ground like like for instance there's a teaching that says that pastors can't be married is that part of the original teachings of the bible do you know that peter himself was married do you know that i hear i'm not trying to offend you but I mean, what right would some council have to say that pastors can't be married? When God ordained marriage, he said it was good. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And Peter, one of the and, and Peter and I believe all the early apostles were married. And Paul chose to be single, and that's fine if you want to choose to be single. You know, um, so let me I get let me get back. I digress. What is the doctrine of Christ? Well, it's spelled out Hebrews chapter six and verse one. It says, "Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection." So Paul was saying that he was going to teach on some other things than the basics, and he was going to go do that. But he said, "This is what he said: the doctrine of Christ was." He said, number one. The foundation of repentance from dead works. So number one is repentance. Number two is faith towards God. Number three, the doctrine of baptisms. This is talking about water baptism and spirit baptism. That's what it's talking about. Water baptism and spirit baptism. Water baptism, the word baptism means to immerse, to be dunked under the water. Churches that sprinkle babies, that's not found in the Bible anywhere. The word baptism does not mean sprinkle. The Greek word baptism does not mean sprinkle. Baptizo means to completely immerse, get under the water. (coughs) But some council said, oh, baptism means sprinkling. So does it? Or are you going to go back to an original? 
He said, of the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. This is the doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of repentance, water baptism, spirit baptism is the doctrine of Christ. This is borne out all through the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 6.11 And such were some of you. He was taught, He named a whole bunch of sins. A whole bunch of sinful activities. A whole bunch of sinful things. And then he said in 1 Corinthians 6.11 And such were some of you. But you are washed, baptized. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is all talking about baptism in Jesus' name. And then he said, and by the Spirit of our God. Water baptism, spirit baptism. The doctrine of Christ. Repentance, water baptism, spirit baptism is the doctrine of Christ. That's what he said. He said, you are washed. You are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. On the very birthday of the church, Peter was preaching. This was the very birthday of the Christian church, the the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit had just been poured out on the believers. And Peter was preaching, and right in the middle of his preaching, he was talking about Jesus dying for our sins, Jesus being crucified for us. And in the middle of that, people were so bothered by what he said that they cried out. They interrupted Peter. They cried out to Peter in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. And to the rest of the apostles, he said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. This is what the early church believed. This is what the original church believed. And anything that perverts that or changes that is wrong. And I don't care how old it is. It doesn't make any difference how old it is. Truth is truth. Error is error. And half-truth is error. And that's why, you know, people say, well, you're so arrogant, Pastor Bob. You think you're smarter than Martin Luther. Listen, I don't think I'm smarter than anybody. But if you read the Word of God, believe the Word of God, and use the Word of God as your authority, then you have the wisdom of God behind you. Like, like I don't know what my IQ is. I don't really care what my IQ is. But I can be dumb as a box of rocks and reading you the Bible and still telling you the wisdom of God. See, this doctrine of Christ consists of, it begins with repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what Jesus meant in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, 3, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, the doctrine of Christ, and Paul said, there are people out perverting the doctrine of Christ. There are some people who think the doctrine of Christ means, you know, you know, uh, confess that you're a sinner and you'll be saved. Well, that's certainly a good first step. I preached about that in church today. But that's not all-inclusive. Some people say, well, you've got to repent to be saved. Yes, you do. Let me just tell you this. When you build a house, you use nails. 
But there's more than just nails that go into that house. You don't build a house out of nails. Nails is just one of the elements in the house. And we don't want to leave out repentance. We don't want to leave out water. You know, maybe you've repented of your sins. Maybe God's filled you with the Holy Spirit. You've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus. You need to be. Not according to Pastor Simons. But you need to be according to the Word of God. You know, this. Uh, I got a neat text from Sierra down in Arkansas. She said they had eight people in their church receive the baptism of the, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight in their church. Did you get that same text? Eight people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in that church. What's the name of that town? In Harrison, Arkansas. People are still receiving it today. You know, this... Um, um, you know, we're, we're talking about the original gospel. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. You know, this, um, Abe, you better get ready to give out some information too before you start singing that song, or maybe you can do it all at the same time. But the um, this gospel, this you know, you know, your whatever your church teaches or believes, we could argue about all of it. But I'm going to tell you the thing you need to make sure of first is that they believe in the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of repentance, the doctrine of baptisms. Water baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. Acts chapter 10 and verse 47. Peter was um, was preaching to some people that, that uh, he was telling them, just talking to them, preaching to them, telling them about the word of God. And while he was preaching, they received the Holy Spirit. Someday I'd love it when somebody just texted me, Pastor, Pastor Bob, while you were preaching on the radio, I received the Holy Spirit. And these people receive the Holy Spirit. And here's what Peter said. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Spirit as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Notice what he said. They received the Holy Spirit just like we did. Acts chapter 11 and verse 15. Peter was explaining why he was on at some non-Jewish people's homes to the Jewish council. And, 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 and he said... As I began to speak, Acts eleven fifteen, he was rehearsing, retelling the story. As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God given them the like gift as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? And so this this simple thought tonight that I'm just titling Vatican II, we have no right to change the original gospel. We have no authority to do it. We're not smarter than the apostles. God hasn't shown us any more than he showed them. If the apostles didn't pray to Mary, we shouldn't pray to Mary either. If the apostles didn't use statues in their worship, we shouldn't use statues in our worship either. You know, and here again, I, I know I'm bordering on the line of, of maybe being offensive, but I'm just telling you, don't go back 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 1,500, 1,800 years. Go back to the New Testament. We have copies that are authentic. This is the same New Testament that these guys wrote. It's not been changed. It's not been altered. It's the same one. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Abe, do you got any information about how to get a hold of us during the week, or are you going to sing first? You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit our church, the address is 501 Elks Drive, 
It's the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. And we'd love to have you join us for that. Um, we have service on Sunday morning at 10, or Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. and a worship service at 11 o'clock. It's every Sunday. Our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us for that. Also, um, if you're from the beach area, there's a daughter work, uh, one midweek service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, and that's at 7.30 p.m. Every Tuesday night, the Beach Community Center. Also in Bowman, there's one midweek service every Thursday night at um, the tru- or the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And the address to that church is 18 North Main. Brother Seth is the pastor there at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And they have a service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Also in Beulah, you can visit the Truth Community Church. Um, and they have a service um, every Sunday at, at um, 10.30 and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota. Um, and if you'd like more information about any of these services or churches, you can contact Pastor Bob Simons. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His e- email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. You going to sing that song, or what are you going to do with that thing? All right, go ahead and sing it, and I'll close it when he's done with it. Charlie was a righteous man He was saved by the blood of the Lamb And he loved this life But he longed for another land And the older and wiser he got The more he placed his law On the things not seen And the hope of a heavenly plan Now Charlie had a faithful wife A few kids and a pretty good life And a pretty good sense that he didn't have a very long time Said, when I die, you can put me in a box, bury my bones wherever you please. You can cry and wail, but it ain't gonna bother me. Cause I'll be a long time gone to a bride and a happy home. Celebrating and singing and worshiping around my heavenly Father's throne. Celebrating and singing and worshiping around my heavenly Father's throne. Now the sky was cold and gray at the funeral home that day And the friends and family had gathered from far and wide And they all stood by Charlie's grave And listened to the message the preacher gave And they thought it was over when out stood Charlie's bride She said, I'm sure glad to see you all here Cause Charlie held you all so dear And he wants to see you all in heaven when it comes your time So if you want to die like Charlie died, you got to live like Charlie lived. Loving God and people and longing for the other side. Now the tears and the silence and the cold and rain were not going to have their way. Because the hope of the resurrection was ringing through all she had to say. And her love for Charlie and Jesus filled her heart in a wondrous way. The joy of the Lord spilled out of that child As everybody heard say Till when I die you can put me in a box Bury my bones wherever you please You can cry and wail but it ain't gonna bother me Cause Charlie and I'll be a long time gone To a bride and a happy home Celebrating and singing and worshiping around Our Heavenly Father's throne Celebrating and singing and worshiping around our Heavenly Father's throne. When I die, you can put me in a box, bury my bones wherever you please. You can cry and wail, but it ain't gonna bother me. Cause I'll be a long time gone to a bride and a happy home. Celebrating and 
singing and worshiping around my heavenly Father's throne. Celebrating and singing and worshiping around my heavenly Father's throne. That was Abe Simons, soon to be a married man. He's getting married two weeks from yesterday. And so, uh, the, uh, you can, I guess you, you can put that away. Thanks for listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight. Just want to just end it and emphasize again. Uh, the, the gospel that was once delivered to the saints is still being preached today. And you guys hear us talking about this Acts 2.38 message. Um, and there are people listening to my voice that I know are not going to churches that preach and teach that. And my question to you is, why would you not? That is the bare minimum requirement. You know, this this doctrine of Christ. Here again, you guys, listen, I have no authority to make this up. I'm not making this up. I'm not telling you. Um, it does, I don't care what Bible you read this in. Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you're going to a church that doesn't promote that, doesn't preach that, um, I really don't know what to say. I'm not really sure what, why you would. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this broadcast, I ask you to help us, help those that are listening, Lord. Lord, I, I, I pray that you just take the edge off of what I said. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to make people so mad at me that they can't listen to you. But, Lord, I, I just was trying to say things to just wake them up and to realize that maybe they're not going back far enough. And I pray tonight that you'll touch them and help them. In Jesus' name. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Acts 19 and 2. God bless you. Lord willing, next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be here for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. You are my Lord.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.